Hello everyone, this is Quantum Nurse and I am Grace Asagra, your Holistic Registered Nurse. Thank you for being with us today. So for my guest in this episode, I am so pleased and happy to have a colleague and a friend in podcasting, also doing or creating a podcast to make a difference and add value to your life. And I have John Katsavos. So, John, if in case I have to pronounce your name better, you just say it later, okay? <laughs> oh, you did good. Everybody pronounces it that way, so very good. Okay, <laughs> thank you. And uh, let me just remind our viewers that the intention of this podcast is, is to provide holistic information, but beyond that information, I want to make sure that you get inspired. And with that inspiration, please take some action and just listen to our conversation. And there may be one or two habits or suggestions that you can try and adapt and see where that leads you. Because that will make us, uh, that will make this time, this podcast and everything that we do worthwhile for us, okay? Because we want to share and empower you so that things could go a little smoother in your life and in your family and everyone around you. So, and you could check out my landing page is quantumnurse.life. And in that landing page, you'll get three free videos. And in the three free videos, I can assure you that they are very helpful and it will still add value to your life. So go and check that out. So thank you again for being here. This is Quantum Nurse and I am Grace Asagra. And our guest is no other John Katsavos. So I'll just say a little bit about John and as he shares more his insights and we have this conversation, you'll get to know him more. So John, thank you for being here. And here's what I have for you. So after almost committing suicide twice in your life, you realized that you had to fix your mindset. You found that exercise and martial arts had an amazing positive effect on your mindset. And since then, you have been a personal trainer for 12 years. And you have helped many people achieve their fitness goals. You have created VO Fitness in order to help young men find their mojo back and become a positive agent of change, not only in their lives, but also in the world around them. You have also created the Fitness Oracle in order for young men to understand that they are not alone when it comes to mental issues that affect them. So, John, I know there's so much more because um, the name of your podcast is the Fitness Oracle, correct? And yes. you are in the process of creating more. And see, this is wonderful because from your um from your estate where you almost lost your life and here you are you continue to create recreate your life recreate your journey and you're creating life so it's it's a wonderful um transition or journey from let's say it's from darkness to lightness Absolutely. so so i guess i just want to jump into what you shared to me about your best friend 
and your greatest teacher, which is fear. And I want to start with that just because the whole world is in fear, I think, in my observation, because everyone's just trying to either they keep muscling themselves with a mask or they don't want to speak or they're just they don't want to be friendly anymore. So how what is it in that moment? Can you maybe also go back to the time when you had that aha moment and tie it down to your to what you have shared to me about your experience in Cuba. Okay, so just take it away from there. Oh, in Cuba, that's a more recent one. Um, okay. I've had many aha moments in my life. Uh, but I, I, I think the, the most recent one in Cuba that you're referring to, um, leading up to it, uh, I was working as a security guard for two, two years at that point. And uh, I was, I hated myself. Uh, just b- before I was working as a security guard, just to give you guys a general frame set of where I was, um, I was, uh, I had my own personal training studio. Uh, I was in a relationship with a woman who I thought I was madly in love with, and I was ready to uh, propose and take the next step in my life, in my family life and professional life, and have a whole general picture of where my life was supposed to be. Um, well, I lost my business. I went from making $10,000 a month to not even making $2,000 a month. And the the woman that I thought that I was in love with ended up that uh, she was only interested for me for my money, the money that I was bringing in. Because when the money went uh, dry, so did she. And she started making uh, like crazy demands. Like in one year, uh, I was supposed to uh, give her a ring, uh, pay for the wedding, uh, go on two vacations. And I'm like, my business just flopped. I have to go work nights as a security guard just to make ends meet right now. And you expect all this? And it was just fight after fight after fight after fight where I said, no more. I can't deal with you anymore. So I ended that relationship, became a security guard. I was working as a security guard. I was the most horrible person that you could ever meet. You did not want to be my friend during those two years. I'm telling you, I was a bad. I'm glad I wasn't. (laughs) Sorry? I said, I'm glad I wasn't then. (laughs) I'm glad you weren't either. (laughs) So it ended up happening where I had saved up a little bit of money. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I need to get away from here. So I told nobody save for my family, like my mom, my dad, my sister, you know, I'm hopping on a plane. I'm going to Cuba for five days. And the part that you're referring to my aha moment in Cuba, I was, it was in the morning about the third or third day. Yeah. The third day in and I'm in the water and I'm in the water up to here. And I see these two giant torpedoes coming straight at me i'm like oh okay there's that's not sharks they're too skinny to be sharks as they come closer i realized oh crap those are that's that's even worse those are two barracudas coming straight at me so i'm like 
I just stood perfectly still and I literally saw death coming for me. And luckily they just swam right by me. Like I could feel the wake beside me. I bolted out the, I bolted out of the water. I'm like, okay, I got to change things. This is the second time something like this has happened to me. I haven't, I, this is the, well, the first time I've been attacked, almost attacked by fish, but the second time I've stared, looked at death coming at me and I'm like, okay, something's got to change. I got to change. So I started thinking when I get, when I came back, okay, I'm like, what am I good at? Okay. I'm good at computers. I'm good at this. I'm good at that. I'm good at this. I'm good at that. Well, fitness I, at that point in my life, I didn't want to touch it. I'm like, no, I don't want to touch fitness. I don't want to go back to the gyms. Let me focus on computers. So I went into computers. Um, and for those of you who don't know, I actually do have a full-time job. <laughs> it's IT in a hospital. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, I became an IT pro and I work in a hospital. And then I started my business again. Why? Because of COVID. I was working part-time in a gym, in a big box gym. I'm not going to name it. Uh, it's here in Canada and the U.S. And um, when the gym closed down because of COVID, because of the first lockdown in March, uh, I took like a couple of weeks and I didn't do anything with it. And then I slowly started to get back into uh, my own stuff. And next thing you know it, okay, Feel Fitness came back and... Now I'm expanding it with a fitness oracle. And here I am. Oh, okay. Now, when you said uh, the water was uh, like up to your neck, you you, you weren't in the deep? Or no, you... I, I like, I like when I, whenever I go for my swims, okay. I like to go like to water up to here. Just oh, okay. Makes, you know, the more I get the, the sea salt in my, on my skin, the more skin that I can cover, the better. Yeah, so I uh, know I was just um, imagining how, you know, how close the barracudas went to the shore, right? They were close. Wow, you know. <laughs> they were close. <laughs> <Pacific> ocean. ocean. <laughs> wow, so I'm glad you're here then, you know. And, um, but with, with that, then you had like an awakening to do what you needed to do. Yeah. But, how, how about the time where, what made you like, um, so do I have to assume that, well, okay, maybe I won't assume. How, what is the feeling when someone really wants, and I'm asking this question, not because I want to re rehash any kind of uh, sad feeling or deep depression feeling, but the, the what I want us to lead this conversation is, from that deep feeling of life is not worth living, then, but here you are. So it's like, um, kind of just so that the people maybe who will be listening to us, who, you know, who might be in this position right now, will be able to help them get out of that. Um, with that point, I didn't really have it that bad because I've, I've, I've had it so many other times that I could pick and I could see the cues in my personality, in the way I would look at myself, in the way I would treat others, the way I would treat myself. So I have mental 
and physical cues that actually tell me that there's something wrong with me and I need to change something. And that I actually learned the hard way when, uh, uh, when I was in back in 2002, I think it was, when I was actually standing on a bridge thinking about jumping off of it. So that was that was the the, the hardest lesson I've ever heard I've ever learned because I was actually shown my funeral by this being. I'm just gonna call it a being. You guys can put, you guys can reference it as whatever you want. Um, guardian angel, whatever, whatever. You, it was a being and it showed me my funeral and what was going to happen. So um, when I would reflect back on that and all the stuff that led up to it from waking up in the morning, looking at myself in the mirror and saying, can I swear on here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 I'm not sure. I have to ask because I don't know if it's going to become explicit or not. Yeah, but you know, the swearing I think right now is uh, is allowed because nothing that I hear in the media that's been censored because someone swears. <laughs> the censorship is focused on another on another okay. word. Okay. Well, I would look. I would wake up every morning um, and I would look in the mirror and I would tell myself, "I fucking hate you." When I start seeing myself that I don't like myself in the mirror, I know right then and there, there is something wrong with me. Not wrong with anybody else, with me. And I have to change that or else it's going to get worse. Because that conversation that I have with myself in the mirror is a conversation that I'm going to have with yourself, with the person on the street, with the person at work, with the person at home. So I have to change this. This is why. Sorry. Sorry. Was that when you were feeling this? Was that um, was this happening when you lost your um, your business already, or even before? This happened. Okay, the first time that this happened, um, I had lost my job. I was very young at the time. I was twenty twenty five. Yeah, I was twenty five at the time, and. Um, I had lost my job and before that job, uh, while I had that job, I was doing fantastic. Like I was flying. I had a huge amount of friends. I uh, was seeing somebody at the time again. Um, I had moved out on my own for the first time. I had a great, I had, I had this car that most kids my age could not afford. Like I was doing great. I put myself back into university. You guys in the you guys in the U.S. call it college, mm-hmm. um, and then I lost my job. So I lost my main source of income. So I dropped out of university because I couldn't afford it. I got kicked out of my place. I found out that my girl was cheating on me. I found out that all my friends were talking behind my back. And the only saving grace that I had was that my my parents actually brought me into their house. And the only thing that I still have, well, obviously, is the love of my parents, which is never going to go away, no matter what happens. And my car. Okay. <laughs> Fine car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so 
it was just that it was just that sequence of events that actually brought me to that stage where I would lock myself in my bedroom. And I did that for an entire year. I never left save for taking a shower and eating and going to the bathroom. That's it. So only time I would leave my bathroom. I would leave my bedroom. Not my house, my bedroom. <laughs> you were really sad, huh? I was extremely sad. When my, and when I had two friends who were consistently call me to ask me how I was, out of maybe 25 friends that I had, only two kept in, kept in contact. I only spoke to them maybe once a month because they would call me every, they would call me like twice a week and I would never answer the phone. So it's that sequence of events that led me there and staying in the bedroom for a year, which pushed me to go to the bridge, which is not too far from here. And I was looking, planning, where am I, when am I going to jump to hit a car to make sure that I don't make it? So because I went through all that and I didn't do that drastic thing, uh, the next time that that happened, which was uh, the, the, the Cuba incident, it was easier for me to manage because I knew the cues. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I was just thinking what when it was happening to you um, and you were with your parents, did the parent, your parents tell you, okay, John, you got to get some help. You go get, you know, see psychologist or who, a therapist. Is that, was, was that an option for you? Did you try that? Did it work? I did not go. Um, my parents did try to talk to me, but I was just so closed. And when I become closed, you're asking, you're, I'm, talk, I'm telling you, an introvert being closed. Nothing's going to help an introvert that's going to be closed except for the introvert so no matter especially me because I'm a stubborn introvert so it makes it even worse if I don't want to tell you something you're never going to know it and I know there's a lot of guys out there that are like that and this is why I created the fitness oracle is to help them not talk but just listen I didn't have that I didn't have anybody to listen to that was going through the same thing that I was. So for me to go to a psychologist and talk to a psychologist, I'm not going to tell the psychologist anything because I don't want them to know anything. And if they gave me drugs, I'll just throw the drugs in the garbage because I'm not going to take them. I'm not saying that they're not going to work. I'm just saying that I won't take, I won't take it because I wouldn't have, <laughs> I still won't. <laughs> Oh, it may be a blessing in disguise that you didn't because um, I know I'm, I'm a nurse and I know that every medication has a side effect of something. And when it comes to uh, some emotional things, psychological things, mental things, unless, you know, there's something inside of you that's like uh, it's kindling to come out to help you. None of these external help would help. So, you know, you, you've done a good job. 
And what, 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 if um, you, so you, be, you obviously know down and you claim that you're being a fitness instructor and doing this and martial art helps. So how about you lead us to why fitness really helps and then martial arts, because both of them I respect really. Okay. Um, there are countless and countless of studies out there that show that uh, being physically active does help uh, dopamine, uh, epinephrine, norepinephrine levels, uh, cortisol, man cortisol and melatonin uh, management. Um, so many different aspects that actually help you feel good. That's one aspect, the chemical, I call it the my chemical romance, because that's basically what it is. Because <laughs> once you start working out, you actually, like, once you finish the workout, you feel you're feeling a buzz because you have all this dopamine dump, you have this epinephrine dump, you have this cortisol rushing through your body, you feel nice and warm, pumped and everything. And um, you just feel good about yourself. And that's because all the chemicals that are going through your head, in your head. Um, another aspect of working out is that when you're doing it consistent on a consistent basis, is that your body actually changes. And you start liking the thing that you're seeing in the mirror. So when you start liking the thing that you see, you're going to start treating that better. So that's working out. And um, I didn't really know all of this back then. The first time that I went through the whole big, really big episode in my life. But I knew that when I used to work out, I used to feel good about myself. So when I got a job, eventually, I signed up to a gym. And I started working out. And I was, still wasn't out of the woods yet of the whole like mental aspect of it. Um, but when I had that, I had this final line, I'm like, no, I have to, ch I have to end this. And the one thing that actually helped me completely get out of feeling like doing something drastic was actually martial arts. Now I practice uh, Sistema, which is Russian martial arts. It's a little bit harder <laughs> like we don't wear gloves we don't wear pads we don't wear uh nothing it's fist to fist to body or foot to body and uh we don't hold we don't hold back for the most part we don't hold back so that part actually helped with um i'd say more the self-confidence Right, because it, 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 you really dove deep into um, your dark side and trying to understand your dark side. So that's why when you said fear, when you first introduced me, you wanted to get into the fears, your friends. That's where I learned that, mo that, that mantra. Fear is my friend. And it's my greatest teacher who will always, always, always tell me when I'm doing something wrong. And it will always tell me when I'm doing something right. Now, how do you spell that uh, word sistema? It sounds like Spanish. <laughs> I'm just curious because I'm going I'm going to research that and because that's so, you know that sounds also like 
Filipino Spanish word and sistema. If I if I know how to spell it, it will it will mean system. And so in in the Filipino martial arts, uh, they don't use any kind of shield as well, uh, and that's why there's no such thing as a. Uh, um, I mean, they barely don't know how to go when they have a like a practice fight with each other or something like that. No, there's no tournament. There, I mean, the most tournaments are for real, you know. So, and it's very weapon oriented and arm oriented. So, well, um, Sistema is system with an A at the end. Okay. And is it S-I something like that? S-Y-S-T-E-M-A. Okay. Very similar to a Spanish word. Um, and yeah, I'll, uh, that, that, what, what you're talking about with all the neurotransmitters going on and in the, our entire body, and especially if you're working out also in the core, right? And then all, all that feel good. And I always say that you let your body produce that morphine. So because our endorphins get triggered when we keep on moving, moving. I think it's just really meant for us to move. So, but I cannot even ask you, but maybe you have other, other um, conversations with other people. I, I wanted to know if psychologists or psychotherapists or whoever have sessions with a situation like do, do they ever recommend movement? <laughs> or they just say, okay, you, well, let's have this conversation or here, make sure you take your pills. Because I, I would, I would good. love to have a psychologist on my show and ask them that question. Mm -hmm. Honestly, those, that will be our, our homework in the future. <laughs> yeah, and 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 then in the martial arts, how did you choose Sistema instead of other martial arts? How did that land into you, into your space? Um. A few years before that, uh, my cousin actually tried it. And my cousin's not a martial artist if it's to save his life. I've been in martial arts since I was eight years old. So I've pretty much tried a lot of them. I'm not going to say all of them. I've had my fair share. And I started off with karate. I did karate like Shodukan Karate for four years from eight till 12. Got into a little bit of a argument with my sensei uh he was right i was wrong at the time i thought i was right and i thought he was wrong <laughs> 12 year old little punk <laughs> um so i had a little bit of fallout there um so i left karate um and for a little for a long while i was trying to study like weapons uh got into uh Muay Thai kickboxing when it uh, when it was uh, pop when it was really 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 popular here in Canada in Toronto. Uh, then they, <laughs> I'll never forget this. the the guy uh, the the um the guy that was running the the, the gym looks at me and goes, "Oh, you're really good. It's time to get you ready for tournaments." I'm like, "Okay, I haven't been a, in a tournament in the last ten years, but why not?" He brings out a baseball bat. And he goes, okay, time to work on your shins. I'm like, no, no, it's not. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not time to work on my shins at all. <laughs> wow, that's 
That's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. Let's just put it this way: I it, any kickboxers, listen, uh, Muay Thai kickboxers out there listening, I do not want you to kick me. I'm gonna hurt more than you are. <laughs> so um, I just took a little bit of a break from the martial arts, and my cousin started taking martial arts because he found this. Uh, this 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 school this russian martial arts school in toronto and he did it for a bit but he stopped and he told me about it he goes you gotta check this out i'm like oh come on man what do the russians know like seriously like seriously what do they know so he goes no no no, you gotta try it out it's it's really good so i'm like all right so i went up to the school up here in um in vaughn and um this short greek guy was teaching it is uh, half Spartan, half Cretan. So, if you guys know anything about Greeks, a half Spartan, half half Crete mm-hmm. is one whole lot of bad kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and well, tell, uh, us more. tell us more. How crazy can that be? Oh, the entire Ottoman Empire invaded all of Greece except for that part because they didn't want to fight them because they're crazy they don't mm-hmm. care they they have no care they will if they're gonna die they're gonna take as many people with them and that's uh like uh like the old spartans that's the whole mentality like if i'm gonna go i'm gonna make sure i go and i'm gonna take as many with me so when they fight they really fight and they really study fighting so if I want to learn a good fighting skill, I will try my, and I know that they're Greek. I'll make sure that they're from there because they know how to fight. Now, the class that I did was fantastic. I loved it. Like, I'll be honest with you. I don't remember what the class was, but I remember I walked out of there. I was giggling. I was giggling from joy. I I loved it. And, uh, the next class, Vlad, <laughs> the, the guy who brought Sistema from Russia to Canada, mm-hmm. he taught, and oh my God, that punch was. It really hurt. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it felt like a Mack truck was going through me. Wow. <laughs> So um, that's, and he just, it's, it's just this way that they have, like every martial arts, when you get hit hard, everybody's like, oh my God, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Can you breathe? Can you do this? Can you do this? They're making sure that you're physically and emotionally fine. In Sistema, it was like, whenever you're ready, come back. And then they go, and you're like, What are you talking about? So you have to really, really dig deep inside. And I didn't really understand that the first time. I understand. I understood it the second time when I signed up to Fight Club, and I found out that the that the Greek guy opened up his own school. And I was like, Oh man, he opened up his own school. That's that's amazing. So I signed up to Fight Club, and um, I really started to dig really deep into it. Right, and I found out that. 
um, the reason why I didn't really do well or fully understand Asian martial arts is because I don't understand that esoteric aspect to it. I'm not saying that it's right and I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm just saying I, I just don't understand the Buddhism, the Taoism. I mean, if it, if it works for you, please, please, please do it and only pick out the best parts of it so it could represent the best part of yourself. For me, Sistema is based off of Christianity, which I fully understand because I am a Christian. So I understand what it is, right? So mm -hmm. I can understand, okay, when I get hit really hard, maybe that wasn't because that guy's angry at me. Maybe I'm still angry at myself and I'm holding that punch in. So now I have to work with myself to remove that punch. So, and I, I know that's what the Asian martial arts is also teaching because I, I'm watching, I watch a lot of uh, Kung Fu movies and that's all I see is like everybody's working on in themselves, which is right. Like that guy doesn't have anything wrong against me. Maybe that guy has something wrong with himself. So if he hits me or if, uh, if he or she imposes some kind of negativity towards me, maybe it's not me, maybe it is them, but why am I being affected by it? Maybe there's still something wrong with me and I need to work with me because I can't, I can't change you. I can't change the person next door. I can only change and affect myself. And this is what Sistema brought into my life. And this is why every time like something negative comes into my life, it's easier for me to deal with. Makes sense? Yeah, no, um, it makes sense because actually I was imagining also it's outside the martial arts. I was imagining something like if you tripped, if I tripped and I, you know, I, I bruise my knee. It's really amazing when, if you're already in a bad state of mind on that day, emotionally and mentally, that little bruise hurts so much, you know? And then there are times that it may be a big bruise, but then it doesn't kind of like affect you so much. So I think it's the same thing as we, if we watch the kids, right? You know? Okay, some of them may, may cry at the moment, but you know how others really cry hard. And then that could be also at their young mind, maybe, you know, that would be a perfect, perfect opportunity to kind of like explain that, okay, it's all right, you just fell, so it bruised a little bit, it hurts a little bit, but maybe, you know, there's certain more to that physical incident. So I can imagine what, you know, what. I'm also rem remembering as you're talking, I can't help but imagine some movies <laughs> that I see that then it reminds us again that we're more than physical body, that there's something in there. And that's why I guess the masters can get as much physical hit 
well, I think some of them, if they're really mastered, they have less, right? But let's just assume that they get a lot of hits, but then they they, they don't uh, get uh, disabled. So I think that's what, what, what you're explaining about. And then when you're saying that, so it, it keeps going back, your, 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 your martial arts brought you back to a lot of contemplation, a lot of introspection, which becomes like part of meditation. So your whole martial arts is your way of meditating, right? Will, will the sitting meditation work for you? No. I've tried so many times. I fall asleep most of the time. Um, I've tried. Um, I'm trying some other, I'm trying some like, peaceful, peaceful meditation and, uh, and um, image, like, like creating images in your mind kind of thing. Um, there are, you said something very interesting about the meditation. Um, meditation doesn't have to be um, with your eyes closed, sitting in a quiet room. Doesn't really have to be that. Uh, I learned that through Sistema. We are always connected to one another. Like it doesn't make a difference if you're in New Jersey or in Athens or in Australia, we are all connected. And our souls are the ones that are connecting us. There are forces out there and I strongly believe this, strongly and wholeheartedly believe this. There are forces out there that are trying to diminish this. But if you can just focus on yourself and make that power stronger then no it doesn't if you've lived in the dark you know what it's like and the light is so much more powerful than the dark but you won't understand the light without the dark so you need the dark this is what again this is why i say you need the fear without it you don't know how much more powerful you really are I've done some weird and crazy things <laughs> that I can't even begin to tell you that it's just, uh, it's, it's mind blowing. And most people, they don't believe me. They just give me the really, yeah, okay, sure. But it, do you know who likes you and who doesn't without even saying a word? You're, you're asking me yeah oh well sometimes i do okay i'm i can't say all the time but i can i can feel that even um by you know you know usually when you hear a word or where you hear the person but sometimes without hearing in just like the typing or now let's say say in social media <laughs> just certain words you know i could that. So we have that connection. And I've proved it to myself. I was work I was walking in a bookstore one day and um, I saw in an aisle this one girl with her back completely turned to me. And I was like a little, I was starting to get into the spiritual aspect of Sistema. And I'm like, okay, let's see if this thing really works. All right, let's see. So I, I would just, I would look at her. I wasn't staring, maybe like two seconds. And I would say in my head, I didn't say it out loud in my head. I'd say, hey, you turn around, 
The second I finished that sentence, she turned right around, looked straight at me. I just, I just started giggling. I just started giggling and laughing. I just walked right off. I was like, hi. And then walked right off. Like I didn't want to come out like a creep. Right. So I just, whatever. So (laughs) she felt that connection somehow. And she turned around. There was another, there was another part. um, When I went to my first confession in my entire life and it was at 32. <laughs> you're, you're, you're not a religious person, huh? You, your parents didn't know you were going to confession. <laughs> My parents never actually forced it. So uh, to say that I'm not a religious person, no, I do not go to church every Sunday. I don't. I go to church Christmas, sometimes Easter, and a wedding and a baptism. And that's about it. So to say that I'm a religious person, I believe in God. I believe in the word of God. I believe that the word of God is peace and love and to treat everybody as you would treat yourself, which is with peace and love. But I don't believe that I have to go to a a place to do that. I can do that from my home. I can do that from an airplane. I can do that on a ship. I can do that anywhere. But it's good to go and visit him sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so did you try and did you have another experience? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So uh, I went to my first confession, like I was saying, and um, we were uh, after after my confession, I felt amazing. I felt so light. I felt like the weight of the world came off my shoulders. I was having a great, uh, great Sunday. The next day was Fight Club. And Christians, we have a thing. The seven most powerful words that you could tell yourself is, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, a sinner. Those are the seven most powerful words. So I'm like, you know what? Let me give this a shot, too. I'm at Fight Club. (laughs) (laughs) It was strikes day. (laughs) So um, my instructor pulled me aside. I was moving amazing. I was saying it under my breath because we have this thing where you have to connect your breathing with your movement. And again, that acts like a meditation as well when you can, when you're able to connect breathing with movement. So he pulls me aside and he starts striking me in the back. And uh, we have this thing where um, you tell the other person whether they can go harder. So you're giving them, um, permission to hit you harder so i'm like okay you can go harder strikes kept coming harder and harder and harder and harder and it literally felt like he was it sounded and it felt like my body felt like a piece of wood okay i didn't feel any pain and he eventually stopped and i looked at him like why'd you stop he goes if i hit you any harder i'll break my wrist wow okay (sighs) I'm like, and I'm in under my breath. I'm repeating the 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 Jesus prayer. Uh-huh. So he starts working in the front. Same thing. He has me lay down on the ground, grabs the whip, starts whipping me. Not not really hard, but just you know tapping me with the whip. It, it hurts. Don't. It hurts. And to, for me to say that I didn't feel any pain would be a lie, but the pain would come and leave right away. It wouldn't sting. It wouldn't linger. Because I I guess I was just, I don't know, maybe I was just 
Maybe it was the meditation you want to call it. Maybe it was the affirmation that I was saying under my breath in combination with the two. It was just going away, just going away, just going away. Uh, that day after, after class, I came home, took a shower. And as I was washing my body, the marks would be coming off. Wow. <laughs> it's just like a movie. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm showering and I'm like, I'm laughing. I'm like, this is insane. I, I never expected this. <laughs> that was the turning point for me. And that's why, that's one of the reasons why I actually stopped going to Sistema. Because I was having such a conflict in my training so in my training we're teaching people we're, we're we're teaching ourselves how to kill someone and in the esoteric aspect we're learning those who live by the sword shall die this by the sword uh, love thy neighbor as you would yourself love thy enemy as you would love yourself love one another and it's like okay someone's coming at me with a knife how do i make this look like an accident and stab him and stab him with the same knife and not leave any fingerprints so i'm like what's going on here so obviously my training suffered i stopped i eventually stopped training and i actually stopped with the esoteric side of it and for uh, about seven years i did nothing and only recently I started to get back. I started to get back into Sistema, started to get back with my prayers. I started to get back with my affirmations and everything. So I guess now I can see that you can't have one without the other because then you become unbalanced as a person, as a whole. So it's more on the lines of like, okay, this person's coming at me with a knife. Why should I not kill him? This person has a gun to my to, to my sister's head. Why should I not take that gun and shoot him in the head? There's a reason for it. So I don't know. It's just one of those. That's uh, I'm still trying to figure those ones out. <laughs> but you found you found the balance because you went back to it. I can relate to what you're saying in terms of like because my in in the marsh in the Filipino Kali. I haven't been since the lockdown. Um, I was thinking to go tomorrow, but I, I just have to make a decision if I really want to go because they still wear the mask, okay? Because the landlady wants us to wear the mask. So I'm not sure. But anyway, when because the teacher, he, he will really emphasize to you that you can be fooling around and like, not focus. If you got to do this, you got to do that, you know, and like, if you're on the subway, you have to pay attention and be ready all the time. So it's all about you make sure you defend yourself. So, it, but I, I think if, I have to get used to it, but thank goodness there was not a lot of, I, I just kind of right away understood where he was coming from where he was just teaching, because he will also teach us about esoteric teachings and mindfulness and not getting yourself in that situation where you cannot avoid, but confront is, you know, is 
especially if you live in the city. So he teaches us that. But of course, he'll say, but if you are in that situation, you better, you know, you can't be soft. So I, I just learn about that. And, and then I guess to tell myself to learn the skills. In, in fact, I also sometimes ask myself, I hope I never find a, be in a situation where I have to use the skills. <laughs> You know, because I don't really want, I said, the first thing I'm going to do, if I can run, I'm going to run away. <laughs> yeah, so eventually I just settled on that, that knowing the skills so that if we might come handy and then knowing the mindfulness meditation in the movement, feeling where the, your opponent's going to make your a move. So then you know how to avoid certain moves. So I just took all of that in my in the goodness of it, because as you said, you, you're right. In, in and in in also in the Filipino Kali in my in my particular class, you know when they teach you the disarm of arms, and I remember my 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 shoulders get twisted. Um, after that, if you're hurting, they really don't tell you, how are you doing, Grace? Are you okay? <laughs> no. <laughs> the teacher will say, if you got hit, then you better learn how to avoid that. That means you're not doing it correctly. That's where you get hit. So then I so we all take the responsibility. And it also really, dis it, it's awakening to remember that because for me, Meditation is mindfulness, right? Meditation is when you're awake, when you're sleeping, when you're moving, when you're in the kitchen, when you're at work, when and everything, because it's all about mindfulness. So I, I hear you. And in fact, the meditation that I usually practice is with open eyes, is slightly just gazing down. And from what I understand, even in science, it says that even if we're looking, focusing in small spots, but actually it's making our brain look into panoramic um, vision. So it's like a camera and panoramic. But I also understand because that not everyone would respond to a sitting meditation or a quiet meditation. That's why I tell my whoever asked me about it, which all I know is if you could find a quiet a moment, whether you're riding your bike quietly by yourself and you can start noticing what you said because you you kept emphasizing that you know you see the signs and the symptoms that something is off with you so it's practically it's your inner beings giving you all this guidance so you've always had that yeah and, and i'm sorry but that your story about the bridge as if i just saw it in a <laughs> Netflix Korean movie. <laughs> that's that's my entertainment. While I'm busy doing the computer, I, I like to see the Netflix Korean movie. And in that, the, she was ready to go in, you know, in that. And then there is her father, a strange father, uh, some guy in the movie, just, they're just showing the feet. So someone, and she did jump. And then this person went to rescue her. And it took many years or many months to discover that it was her father from long time of not hearing, but the father just showed up on that moment. Mm -hmm. 
you know so that was that is a physical one and and yes and then it always i've always heard that we we have a guide or whatever you call it that there's always one next to us and it's up to us to feel that recognize it and hear you know so then so what is the best thing if if someone is going through something very similar to yours and oh but before that <clears throat> are there also women who does sistema oh yeah okay yeah my the last class that i went to was actually a couple of weeks ago um the whole, pretty much the entire class was women oh see but i and <laughs> I'm, i like I'm, that class <laughs> 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 and a uh, funny story with that class um i was hounding the instructor for punches the whole class even from before the class is like we were walking up to do our warm-up I'm like so are we doing strikes today <laughs> the whole <laughs> class i was like are we doing strikes today are we doing strikes today are we doing strikes today <laughs> so at the end of the class guess who got punched you <laughs> The whole class just lined up. I was like, oh, okay, here we go. And they're like, bang. <sighs> and I'll never forget, um, my instructor hit me so hard. And uh, the one one the one lady, her the expression on her face was I'm like, yeah, please don't do that. Mm. I asked for this. Okay. I asked for this, and please don't do that because you just weakened it. Mm -hmm. People from around, people that surround you mm -hmm. can actually influence you. Remember that story that I said with <laughs> me being able to influence the thought pattern of another woman? It's called um, hive mentality. So if one person has a negative thought okay. and another person has a negative thought and they start a confrontation, that negative thought now expands twofold. Now it can influence more people and more people and more people. So now this life we have, it's a life, this life expands and it can consume. What we try and teach is to understand this life, come to terms with it and just let it be so that you can be inside the life but a separate entity inside the life. And this is how you can effectively, effectively establish change. And we have seen this in, with something that just happened this week down in the U.S. Yeah, I know. Um, I think that's the key to what we have been experiencing. But before we well, before we move on to what's happening now, there's really a study of Rupert Sheldrake of, you know, the, it's like that communication that you were talking about without, yes, without verbalization. I forgot the study, but he did a lot of that, especially when it comes to morphic, the theory on morphic resonance as well. Okay, so you may it, check on him. Oh, for sure, for sure. It also has to do with frequencies as well. Like we are frequency. And if we, um, if we can understand that we're vibrating at a certain frequency and we can come to terms with it. Yeah. 
and understand what it's doing to us physically as a person, then, then we can effectively change us. And that will effectively change the, 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 other, the other frequency as well. That's trying to consume us. We can actually effectively change that. So that awareness, John, is really what we need to keep practicing. We remember, but we keep practicing on this current global crisis, right? Because as you mentioned, it's we so we can't really directly change someone's thought, someone's uh, perception, but then we could always take it not personal, then convert it on whatever we feel into something more compassionate that maybe that other person or the other tribes or whatever we can call it are just, you know, just needed more time so that they could practice what it is to really be human. I always hear the word human and it's not even a limitation of being human as physical because being human is more than being physical. And as you said, the frequency. And back to just little thing, when before, when I came to United States, I was worried in my first year, I was worried about how I'm gonna be here and then my family in the Philippines, because you do feel homesick and you feel, you get worried. But an African shaman told me that to focus on what I can do best for myself here. So when I can do best for myself, then, it will travel, the frequency will travel, and it did. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's not, it's not uh, limited to uh, um, your local geographic. It's, this is worldwide. That this is a worldwide thing that we can, that we can effectively change just by, just by taking a look at ourselves, fixing ourselves. I, like I said, like I can't fix anybody. My job as a personal trainer, I don't fix people. I don't make people stronger. I don't do any of that. I just, this is what you need to do. This is what I know works. You have to do it for yourself. 90, 95% of all the fitness stuff that I do happens outside of the gym in the person's home, in the person's life. I, you're only with a personal trainer, uh, looking at the personal trainer aspect of it. You're only with a personal trainer, maybe what, three hours a week at the very most out of the entire week. There's a what, 100 and 170 some odd hours in a week. And you're only with a personal trainer for three hours a week. So let's wrap our heads around that one. So I don't really, I act more as a guide rather than a fixer. This is what you need to do. These are the tools you need to implement in your life. Go and do it. And I believe that's more effective approach because if at some point, you know, you have to, you won't be there, but at least that change emanated from that, um, from the person you're helping. So it comes from there. So it becomes sustainable. 
you know, because I, I know other people who said, okay, oh, the person moved to, let's say, moved to another location, to another gym. So now they don't want to transfer the membership or something. Then they're just, they, they, they feel desperate. But if they know that the power comes from the person, you know, from themselves alone, then it will become sustainable. The same thing, I guess, when it comes to like back to my experience of choosing food, right? So I am from the Philippines, you come here and you have all the different kinds of food. At the same time, you miss certain foods back home. So it's again, back to your understanding of what works for you now. So what works for me? So slowly I have to adapt, you know, to what works for me. So what, what would be best now for what's going on globally because is there any i think at one point sometimes people will say okay i am not very happy where i'm at or your country but where do you go there is there seems to be nowhere to go i even said can anyone sympathize of what's happening in united states with the election but they don't maybe not have time to sympathize because they also have situation that is even we can sympathize. How do we do that? How do we just keep lifting ourselves? And then can you tie it, John, to mental health again? Because you've been there and they said that it's rising. Well, it is rising. It's rising at a drastic rate. And that's what scares me the most. And there's really, really easy, simple things that we can implement right now that, um, that can help diminish this. Um, one of the tools that I used uh, before I got the job, when I, just after I had the incident on the bridge, was I used to go for uh, long walks, which ended up becoming runs. Now, when I mean go for long walks. I mean, go for like a two, three hour walk, leave this thing, the self, your cell phone, leave it at home. Disconnect, disconnect for two, three hours every day. If you can do it. I mean, if you're, if you don't have a job walking and running, doesn't cost you a thing. If you have a bike, hop on your bike and go for a bike ride. The physical activity will help you improve your mental state. Because you can now set, you can actually set your own goals and say, okay, uh, my goal for November is to do is to run 5k without stopping, or to bike ride 40k without stopping. And now you have something that you can actually work towards. So you have victory. Make small victories, one after another, after another, after another. And at the end of this whole thing, whether it's going to last two months or two years. I've heard two years. I've heard three years. I think our prime minister up here said 2024, we're done. I'm like, you're insane. Men's just not job anyways, but this is not about politics. Mm. (laughs) Um, Just set small, small attainable goals for yourself. And you start to get a better positive attitude towards you being able to accomplish something. So that's one thing that I would that that I would uh, uh, I would say. The second thing is um, uh, do some reflection. 
just sit down and think, turn the TV off, turn your computer off, turn your laptop off, turn your cell phone off, or even during, or even during your walks or runs, think to yourself, what can I do? What makes me happy? Not what makes me sad or what pisses me off. What makes me happy? Might be basket weaving. It might be martial arts. It might be bike riding. It might be uh, starting a podcast. It might be starting a business, starting this, starting that, starting this. Make, not, make a mental note. And if you're actually at home and you're doing this, write them down and just see, okay, which one of these actually resonates the most with me? And just work on it. Work on it as a hobby. You know, keep your mind occupied off of whatever negative crap might be going on in your mind. It's, it works wonders. <laughs> it works wonders when you're when you do something and you accomplish something that you enjoy doing, and you love to do. I mean, it, it does. It, I can't even begin to explain how amazing that feeling is. You have to experience it. So those are two tips that I can give right now to people listening. Thank you. That's fantastic. So, John, what makes you happy? A beach. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, it's a little cold now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a little cold. Uh, but no, serious note, um, I think that makes me happy, I, I, I'd, I'd have to say, is... Um, listening to people and how they were able to overcome hard, hard times in their lives and being able to share that with people and helping people get inspired by it and doing something positive, seeing positive things in the world, not just not negative. Uh, like, it's, That's it's, what? Sorry? That's, why I, that's why I was telling you that, you know, whatever yeah. is the result of the election, I want to see something positive. Then I said, you know, the conversation must continue. That's one, you know, conversation, always speaking up, must continue. Just being out there, we just continue. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what, what can you, what's your best advice for, you know, and, someone who wants to do like who wants to find a career similar to yours well don't look at my career don't follow me i'm the worst person in this world to follow i'm the last person on this world to follow i do not want not a single person to go through what i've been through not one you have to go through your own path don't follow people. We're as Christians, we're not supposed to follow people. We're supposed to follow only God and God only wants the best for you. So find out what that one thing is that inspires you and just do it. That's it. It's, it's, it's that's as easy as it can get. Like, like I said, like it could be anything it could be basket weaving. It could be you know, card racing. It could be, nursing it could be it could be anything helping people physically mentally spiritually whatever it is whatever it is whatever gives you the most joy in this world go and do it but don't follow me god no please don't i'm begging you don't follow me 
that's a powerful advice again because back to situation when you know when we put someone like on the pedestal right i mean of course we have some role models but not to put them on a pedestal right because when you put them in a pedestal and if you know we all have our positive and negative things that we do or and then what you're advising is like finding the authenticity of each person that person's uniqueness okay and i like that you know yeah um the thing that i have a problem with role models is that we have to understand and we have to take into consideration the human condition like no matter how big of a star this person is in whatever sport or movie or uh, TV show, we all we have to understand that they're a human being just like us. And they might be actually more screwed up than we are. Most likely that they are more screwed up than we are. So why would I have a role model as X player in Y sport or uh, a star in in B movie series. No, no, I'm not comparing myself to them. I compare myself only to me, and this is what we missed. We can we only have to compare ourselves to ourselves. I compare myself to my past, and right now I'm um, I'm in a good place compared to where I was six months ago. I, that might sound cocky, that might sound egotistic, but that is a reality, folks. I mean, that's just, that's just a reality. I like certain sports athletes, I like certain actors, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to compare myself to them. No, you do, you don't sound cocky for me. You know, you just you you just being you, again. That's self-confidence, actually. For me, that's self-confidence. Because I can also, if I can, if I keep comparing myself on how much others, and you know, I I will have that, it will trigger my jealousy. It will trigger my like, oh darn, I'm not good enough. Oh, you know. So it's like, nah, I but once in a while you can't help but at one moment i see that at one moment i compare but then i let go of that and i said hey you don't know that situation for her that's just perfect but you also have your situation and you're doing good right now so just keep moving so and then of course someone reminded me that this is now the time that you know when you don't have a formal instruction from someone this now the time that you can find yourself and be authentic i said that's a good reminder again. So, and I just, I, I try to really just like in the moment um, what would I share? Like, so if I'm doing the video log or, you know, the vlog, if what happened this moment, that's what I will do. I said, okay, let me find a good meaning. Like today, <laughs> I, I just posted like a, a pipe broke in my neighborhood and it was crazy like flood so anyways i just thought of that but my mind is can visualize right away in terms of what's going on with our body so i i can easily say that now what would you advise if you have anything i you know good 
to say, and I know you have because you've been through difficult times. What would can we advise for the caregivers who are really going through difficult times as well? And most of them have their own sadness, have their own depression. And thank goodness they're caring for someone because that's one thing that I see. Because they're caring for someone, then they just keep going. They don't have much time to think about, you know, for themselves. But what can we suggest to them so it doesn't go to that point that, okay, I better just do something else than taking care of loved ones? Um. I actually, my full-time job is in a hospital. So I see it on a day-to-day basis. And um, I can't speak for the rest of the uh, hospital workers, but me personally, I hate it when somebody calls me a hero. I think uh, I don't want to be called that. I have a job. I go do my job to the best of my ability. Um, And again, I can't speak for everybody in there. it is starting to take a toll on me consistently having this thing crammed down my throat on a day-to-day hour to hour minute by minute not being called a hero just you know this whole covid stuff just being crammed down my throat um and the fact that we are not allowed to hop on a plane and just get away from it for two weeks it is hard but everybody was in lockdown. I was working. Everybody had a couple of months off. I was working. I was working really hard. And everybody in the hospital was working extremely hard, making sure that we did not get overfilled and overswamped with work. So I have nothing but respect but for the people that I work with, my colleagues. I have nothing but respect for them and utter amazement at how hard these people work on a day in day out basis Uh, to the healthcare workers that are listening. I'm, I'm not going to call you guys heroes because I hate that word. We are just doing what we have to do because we are called on it. And for that, uh, I think respect is much more important right now honor and dignity and you guys have it in spades so for that i've tipped my hat off to you um if you are going through a hard time tell your manager or tell your tell whoever you need to tell take a couple days off just just take a couple days off and just reflect just eat the vacation time or eat the sick day and just take the time reflect in yourself, just be with family, um, do whatever you need to do to keep yourself happy. Whether it's a day, whether it's a two days, whether it's three days, whatever. It's, it's, it's so important that we have to understand that we have to be able to take care of ourselves because if we can't take care of ourselves, especially in the healthcare industry, how are we going to take care of somebody's family member if we can't take care of ourselves? So, if you need the time off, talk to whoever you need to talk to, whether it be HR, whether it be your manager, supervisor, or whoever, and get the time off. Just, just, you, you, it's, it's important. It's important you take care of yourself. 
Thanks a lot, John. Yeah, that's truly important. He said you cannot give something that you don't have. And uh, that's why I also became very strong in my self-care because I, I love my work so much as a uh, nurse in the hospital for over 20 years in United States. But then if I don't take care of myself and take days off or say no, when they said, hey, can you work overtime? Then, you know, it, it really wears you out. And before you know it, you get irritable. You get, you, then when you're irritable, you, your patient and your coworker suffer. <laughs> then you get irritable also when you come home. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, it's like it spills over like a ripple effect. Yeah. Well, with a coworker, I can understand, but I mean, if you're dealing with patients, I mean, especially nurses, you guys, you guys are not allowed to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. really demanding. Like it's a really demanding job. That and a doctor are two jobs that I would never want to have. Because yeah. the amount of stress that goes on between you guys and doctors, yeah. I give you guys so much credit. I give, I honestly give you guys so much credit. Like you guys are like on a different pedestal than everybody else when it comes to work environments. Like it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's absolutely crazy. And I've seen, I've seen family members lose it on, on nurses just trying to do their job. It's like, no. Yeah. I, well, thank you, John. Thank you for that. Yeah acknowledgement or recognizing of what the doctors and nurses do um i, I and they're not we're not we're not difficult to please no, <laughs> I, no we're very easy <laughs> to please just yes and also when you when you have a good relationship with the nurse especially you got it made. You got it made when it comes to patient care, your loved one's care, or if you are an intern, if you have a buddy who's a nurse, you they, that nurse will help you a lot in all the difficulties. <laughs> That's one thing I know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, John, um, is there anything more that you want to share, and then? Um, then, you know, just let us know, let the listeners know where you can be reached or what's your plan, like in five, 10 years. Oh, next year, because I, I remember we had a conversation that you are going to have a summit. So go ahead and, you know, share what you needed to share about your podcast, etc. Um. Well, for Via Fitness, I actually have the 21-Day Caveman Challenge up and running, and that is open for registration for people to sign up and uh, be able to do your workouts at home with uh, everyday household equipment. Uh, this is something that I've been working on uh, extensively over the last couple of months. Uh, you also get uh, my three pillars of fitness, which are three things that uh, I have noticed over the, my past 12 years as a as a personal trainer that people are not doing and limiting themselves to their workouts. Um, in the new year, I am working, I'm going to be working on two more programs. I'm not really going to be talking too much about that just yet. One is a weight loss program and another one is, uh, uh, you can call it toning or muscle building or whatever it is you want to call it. I'll get more into that, uh, next year. Um, there is a summit. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at creating a summit, a health summit for people to sign on. But that again, that's not till next year. So 
Um, it's still very early in the planning phases. Uh, next year, the podcast. What's your new podcast that you're creating? Oh, that podcast. Um, it's called... I'm stuck between two names, Xenogen or Ex Exovomos. Uh, so basically, it's it has nothing to do with health and wellness and mental mental well mental health. Nothing to do with that because this is such a heavy topic. I wanted to do something that's more lighter. Some so it's more on the paranormal and uh, unexplained phenomenon and unexplained structures from around the world and myths from around the world and just getting experts on to uh, to share their knowledge or what they feel that they that that the ancestors actually tried to try to tell us and um, because there is a lot of lost knowledge in the in in the ancestral world that wasn't carried over to us which is a crime of humanity for us because there's a lot of really good and positive stuff there um and like just yeah, just I'm just gonna keep that one nice and light. Like, uh, you know, how did the heads on Easter Island get to where they're at with no trees? How did uh, they build the pyramids? How, how in Angkor Wat there is a picture of a Stegosaurus on one of the walls? How did they know about a Stegosaurus in Cambodia when they were building Angkor Wat? They should not have known about that. Like, there's just a lot of mysteries from around the world. The, couple underwater pyramids from around the world so i'm gonna have like a lot of kind of stuff like that but <laughs> i like i like that topic <laughs> that's huh, i will be one of the subscriber that's like topics for me like in bonfire in camping yeah, yeah. in the yeah. middle of the night without yeah. sleeping till morning <laughs> exactly exactly as long as you we don't answer the question how did we lose it? Because then we live, we say now, how did we lose these stories? Then, oh, maybe we'll be sad on how it really happened. But as we kept just saying, I, I like that. And that's how I ended up listening to Coast to Coast. That really I, I love Coast to Coast, my and favorite that, show. <laughs> yeah, that was my first one. I said, Coast, someone introduced me Coast to Coast. There is coast to coast. So when we're traveling and it's at night time, I said, turn on the coast to coast. Ta -tang. Ta -tang. <laughs> See, I even know the music. <laughs> <laughs> and then my my two little grandchildren, I introduced it to them. Then they already know the music. Is that coast to coast? Is it yep. I said, I'm glad you know coast to coast. <laughs> And I know they reach Canada. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. And, and John, some of the uh, people I follow, I heard them first from coast to coast. So I'm glad. I, I really trust information from coast to coast. So that's why I don't turn on the TV. But I said, let's go to coast to coast and see what they're saying now about the election or about the post-election. So maybe after this, I will turn on. Because if you become a member, See, I, we're plugging for Coast to Coast. <laughs> we, I know, we should get paid for this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you become a member, you could access to it 24 hours a day. So now it doesn't have to be midnight. But I love that it's midnight, it's night. <laughs> so that's Coast to Coast. So I'm glad. See, we all this 
attracts us. It is really interesting what your frequency attract to you. So that's why I said to people, once you're ready to make something a change, to make a change and something good that resonates to you, just bite on that or go for it because all the rest follows as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The people, the news, the where, where you have to study. And so then that's, that's how I try to limit all the crazy stuff coming to me. If it comes to me and I feel good, okay about it, then that's now my intuitive practice. Cool. Okay, John. So, um, and your website, John? Uh, my website is www.viofitness.ca. And you can get all my podcasts on the website as well. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram, either at Vio Fitness Toronto or uh, the Fitness Oracle. Um, that's for fitness and podcasts. And I'm also on YouTube, uh, Vio Fitness, the channel Vio Fitness. And uh, today I just got onto Pinterest, so I'm going to start to Pinterest as well, which is at Vio Fitness as well, Vio Fitness okay. Toronto. Yeah, I tried a little bit on Pinterest. I, I still have to to make myself like a habit to regularly do it. <laughs> I don't know how it works, but it seems like very interesting. A girlfriend of mine it, um, led me to it. So I said, hey, because she, she tends to invite me what she's doing. She's also a nurse like me, and we even have similar focus, but we like to show each other, teach each other, inspire each other on what That's we good. do. Mm-hmm. So it's all about the collaboration. And and I know that John regularly um, sends her his email uh, newsletter, so it would be good to be to subscribe to him and then just, and I'll make sure all this information is together with the description of this episode of this podcast. And, okay. um, and of course, I'd like to end with my usual quantum affirmation. And in this affirmation, I shuffle in the morning and said, which of this would be good for John and I and for our listeners and viewers. This affirmation helps me much doing this practice because again, it's kind of like part of my meditation, contemplation, reflection, whatever you call it, as long as it kind of helps me focus for the day. Because energy is very interesting. When you can focus in one energy, it's like actually the effect is much more. It's like a quantum effect. So it says, be inspired and inspiring. I inspire others to have confidence in themselves. Oh, interesting. We're talking about confidence. This is what I got, John. So read read it aloud um, for listeners, and I'll post this also. Read it three times in the morning, three times at noon, and three times in the evening. And for John, I'm, I'm going to send this to John. And sometimes when I post, I post the episode underneath, I also post the affirmation. So he said, be inspired and inspiring. I inspire others to have confidence in themselves. My passion for health allows me to inspire compassion in others. I inspire others to overcome their challenges and do what it takes to live well. I inspire everyone I meet to live their life to the fullest. I inspire others to have confidence in themselves. My passion for health allows me to inspire compassion in others. 
I inspire others to overcome their challenges and do what it takes to live well. I inspire everyone I meet to, the, to live their life to the fullest. I inspire others to have confidence in themselves. My passion for health allows me to inspire compassion in others. I inspire others to overcome their challenges and do what it takes to live well. I inspire everyone I meet to live their life to the fullest. Amen. Amen. Okay, so feel every word as well. You gotta feel that. Because then you combine everything and if you can put any kind of picture, visualization, you know, so it, it all combines. Okay, and so thank you to our listeners. Thank you for our viewers. Just remember, um, if you have any question, if you wanna reach out anything for John or for me, feel free. If you like this um, interview, feel free to share it, make some comments, help us reach out more to other people because that's really our intention is to be heard. And then we could, you know, we feel that this is part of our purpose in life and we just keep on um, doing that ripple effect through you as our listeners. Thank you. And quantumnurse.life, feel free, opt in there for your three free videos. And then, you know, perhaps I'm thinking of doing a, um, as John suggested, instead of webinar, call it a life call. But anyway, I thought, let me think of something because I think um, with, with the incident today, it seems like the pipe blow up. I feel like I want to talk about cardiovascular things or you know <laughs> talk about it because holiday is coming up as a nurse i know i still remember that cases with or without covid hospital becomes busy when fall comes when the holiday comes christmas comes you know every holiday we get so busy hmm i wonder why maybe it's something that we do in our life, the food, etc. plus no sun, no vitamin D. Okay, so and enjoy being outside as much as you can, because I still also I think I've read that a lot of people who were who were declared as a COVID, and they, they died of they said COVID when they tested, they said that all of them are vitamin D deficient. So be outside, Take your vitamin supplements and do what you need to do in your heart, not to be fearful, okay? And in my language, I say mabalos. Thank you. John, thank you. Thank you. Don't let anything or anyone take the joy out of your life.